Hello and welcome back to Small Screen Stories. This is the daily show where I go over all the news in the world of entertainment and pop culture. I'm Edward Lauder, I'm the editor of Small Screen. And you can actually find this as a podcast over at Small Screen Stories, which is available wherever you get your podcasts. If you uh, listen on on iTunes, then if you could give us five stars, that'd be wonderful. I'm starting all this off at the beginning of the show because I know a lot of people just tend to watch the beginning. Um, it's a long show. But uh, also, if you could like and subscribe over at YouTube, that'd be wonderful. If you could uh, like and follow the page uh, on Facebook, that would also be great. But let's get right into the news today. And the very first thing I wanted to talk about was that Willem Dafoe and Dane DeHaan are reportedly also in talks to star in Spider-Man 3. So this is becoming a bit, it's becoming a bit of a farce. I think, as far as this, all this Spider-Man news is concerned. So yesterday, of course, we got all the news that uh, I think it was Andrew Garfield, uh, Kirsten Dunst, possibly Emma Stone, possibly Charlie Cox were all confirmed to be, reportedly confirmed, let's say that, to be in Spider-Man 3. So this actually came from Je- uh, Jeff Snyder over at uh, Collider. Uh, as far as Charlie Cox is concerned, that was actually, bro- that story was uh, was uh, reported by, um, sorry, Murphy's Multiverse. That was that th- they were the first, but they were the people to release that exclusive. So there are two, actually two outlets that I do actually trust, and that the 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 big trades tend to run with. I actually noticed that Empire Magazine, for instance, ran with the news that Charlie Cox was going to be in Spider-Man Three. So either they have a a relatively young writer who thought it was uh, was actually properly confirmed, or they actually believe this to be true, and they did credit um, Murphy's Multiverse in their article. But as far as Willem Dafoe is concerned, this comes from Daniel Rickman, who's um, he's like a, a serial scoopster, let's say, and uh, this is actually something that I was told about, but specifically with Willem Dafoe uh, returning as the Green Goblin a while back. And I really didn't believe it, and I was just like, "No, I, I'm not. I'm not going <laughs> to." I did actually say that the green. I did run an article on small screen, which you can find, which is uh, in which I, I say that Green Goblin is apparently going to be one of the villains in the movie, or is going to be a villain in the film. But it's like one of those things. It seems as though this movie is going to be a massive Spider Verse film, which is bonkers and I said this yesterday it's absolutely bonkers that the idea that Dane DeHaan will be returning as as his version of the Green Goblin as well is quite amusing because I didn't think he was bad in Spider-Man in the Amazing Spider-Man 2 but I didn't think he was fantastic I thought if you compare him to Willem Dafoe you'd much rather see Willem Dafoe come back but we've also you know Alfred Molina is also back and that's actually properly confirmed he's going to be playing Doc Ock so there's obviously some sort of multiverse element in this film we know that um, officially that Benedict Cumberbatch is going to be in the movie which means Doctor Strange has a part to play in this so there's probably a rip in some sort of the time continuum the multiverse is ripped open and all these all these villains all these characters from previous Spider-Man movies uh, all kind of come into this one film possibly all kind of end up in Tom Holland's Spider-Man universe there are also reports that Charlie Cox is is going to be playing Daredevil but Matt Murdock and is actually going to be uh, representing Peter Parker in in court and then other people have claimed that that uh, Tobey Maguire's um, Spider-Man or Peter Parker and Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker are both going to help to try and get him off because of course Tom, this is the this is the thing at the moment with Tom Holland's Spider-Man is he relies on other people, and 
I did write a story about how it seems as though this is this has definitely been the case. So it's not seems as though this has been the case with Tom Holland's Spider-Man over the course of like these two Spider-Man movies and however many Avengers movies he turned up in, he's always relying on other people. I mean, that could just be a trait uh, of his, but like if you think about uh, like Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, even Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man, they did stuff on their own really. And it was very much kind of a solo effort from them. Whereas Tom Holland, if it's not, you know, if it's not someone like um, like Tony Stark in the first film or in the second movie, like there was just a whole load of people that ended up having to help him, including Happy. And um, um, at the moment, I'm, I mean, he even sees like Mysterio as a possible father, not father figure, but mentor. So, you know, there's always someone else involved in these Spider-Man films. And it seems as though that's going to be the case in Spider-Man 3 as well, but to an even bigger extent than ever before. We When when I was first reporting on all of this, uh, it was ma- the, the main kind of thing was that Benedict Cumberbatch was going to be in it. And at the time, I was kind of thinking, really, do we really need Doctor Strange to hold Peter Parker's hand? If we're talking about the multiverse, then maybe. <laughs> He's probably the only character in this whole thing that can really help uh, help Spider-Man because <laughs> I'm pretty sure he'll he'll have no idea what to do as far as a multiverse is concerned. That's very much Doctor Strange's purview. But it, it, what do you think about all of this? Is this something that that you are you excited about all these rumors? Do do you think do you think this is something that we need? People are calling for a solo Spider-Man movie because they've heard about all this stuff that's happening in this Spider-Man film, which is supposedly confirmed. Uh, that they're kind of fed up and they really they're like I just want to watch a Spider-Man movie I don't want to watch whatever this is like is this going to be a Spider-Verse film at the moment it's looking like it's going to be a version of one Uh, I did talk about it yesterday I spoke at length about all of this yesterday and I was talking about how this might not be a Spider-Verse film because it's mainly Peter Parker so it's like different versions of Peter Parker whereas Spider-Verse tends to be kind of all the different Spider-Men, women, you know, Spider-Gwen, all the different versions of the character, not just the Peter Parker version of it, the Miles Morales version as well. So that will be, I think that will be coming next. And this is at least what I've been told is that the actual Spider-Verse film is going to be coming after this. This will merely open up the possibility of that being a thing. Uh, Miles Morales will come in later, I've been told Spider-Man 4, and uh, also... Like, I've also been told that uh, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are also uh, going to be in Doctor Strange 2 in some capacity. And Deadpool as well in that movie. So, you know, it looks like they're really playing with this kind of... Uh, but not not just Marvel. DC are doing the same... They're doing the same thing over with the multiverse over there. You know, we're seeing Ben Affleck coming back. We're seeing um, um, Michael Keaton coming back. Uh, Linda Carter's coming back, you know, r- reportedly. So that this is really something they're exploring. They've been exploring this aspect in the comics for years in both DC Comics and Marvel Comics. So it is very much a comic book trait. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it kind of bends people's minds a bit. But it's if you if you're a comic book reader, then you're probably quite used to this. Uh, it happens a lot. It happens all the time. So in that respect, I'm okay with it. But as far as like trying to create, trying to build like a really solid story um i just feel like this movie sounds like it's going to be far too packed like they're going to be too many characters to deal with i mean i like john watts as a as a director i've really enjoyed his two spider-man movies before this but is he the director that's that's going to be able to take this sort of thing on 
I mean, Sony obviously thinks that. Sorry, Sony, Sony and Marvel, Kevin Feige, they you know they all think he must he must be able to do it. Otherwise, they wouldn't be going ahead with it. But also, all this all this talk of like Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield being in talks, are they in it? Are they not? The film's filming now, so if they were really going to be in this, I mean, I'm pretty sure they're going to be in this film now. I'm pretty sure that's a done deal. But I'm more thinking about how. How much of them are we really going to see in this film? And I think it's going to be actually very, very small. Because if you're thinking about, like, why would they be finalizing contracts and deals now? The film is filming. The, the script has been written. So, I, I mean, I would have assumed that they would have already, they would have written the script and gone, right, what's the first thing we need? We need to make sure that Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire sign on to be in this movie. Otherwise, there's no movie. That they couldn't, they can't let let that up to leave that up to chance. I know that everyone's got their price, and they're probably think, you know, you might say, oh, they would have, th- they that would have been fine. They knew that no amount, you know, money is no objects for Marvel and Disney at the moment. But they still need to plan these things, and I really do believe that Marvel, especially someone like Kevin Feige, would have had the he would have really planned ahead and I, this is why as far as I'm concerned I think it's going to be like probably even limited to one scene we're probably not even going to see either of them in the, in the costume either Andrew Garfield or, or Tobey Maguire in the costume they're probably I mean who knows what's happened to their Spider-Man at this point in time because they've you know there's as far as like Tobey Maguire that was like back in 2002 2004 and 2007 the, the last time he played Spider-Man and then I mean 2014 was Andrew Garfield's last Spider-Man movie so a bit a bit closer to home but stuff's happened in you know in in that time so I'm interested to see where they are at personally I, I've been hearing rumors that Tobey Maguire is almost going to be done with Spider-Man and um and that Andrew Garfield's going to be in a bit of a bizarre state because of what happened to Gwen uh, to Glenn Stacy in Spider-Man 2 so that it's going to be a bit depressing uh, but I am I'm pretty sure that they're going to have a small role in the film it's not going to be major it will then end up being expanded upon in Doctor Strange 2 and then eventually a spider an actual Spider-Verse film where we'll have either either the three Peter Parkers or one of them will sacrifice themselves for let's say to save Tom Holland's Spider-Man because he always needs saving so you know there's a lot of there's a lot of things that are still on the table so if you're thinking oh this is up this is upsetting because we know that they're going to be in it yeah yes we know they're going to be in it but also we don't know what's to what extent we don't know what the story is going to be really um and all at, at the moment this is still even though that it's being reported by you know places like Collider it's still kind of like up in the air it's not it's confirmed but not a hundred percent confirmed. Not until you see like a cast list or a trailer that re- that confirms that they're actually properly in it. Is it going to be like a hundred percent confirmed? So I would just say to all of the people out there that are feeling a bit, and I know there are a couple of you uh, that are feeling a bit upset about all of this and thinking, well, what's the point? You know, just 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 wait a second. And also, we don't know what's really going to be happening. Talking of, I, I mentioned before about. Tobey Maguire and maybe not being in the suit where he has been spotted by uh, some photographers going to uh, reportedly a costume fitting which is rumored to be for Spider-Man 3 so this is I mean it comes from just Jared so take this with a big pinch of salt but they I mean the, the pictures are there you can go on the site and have a look uh, he's he's going to a place in North Hollywood apparently and he's in the a parking lot and a, apparently it's uh, spotted for a costume fitting at wardrobe workroom which is a 
a place where they do a lot of costume fittings apparently but this could be for another project but a lot of people are speculating that it is actually for spider-man 3 whether or not again does he need to be in the costume in that movie i don't know maybe he will at the end of it well, who knows who knows what's happening but apparently there have been reports that people on set have confirmed that the the uh, andrew garfield and Tobey Maguire are both in the film but what do you think about this let me know in the comments below is this something you're really excited about? I am very excited for this movie, but I'm I'm kind of a bit cautious about how many people are involved. It feels like a lot. Anyway, let me know in the comments below. Right, now that that's out of the, down and out of the way, let's move on to the exclusive of, of the day, which we have been sitting on for quite some time. I have been, because uh, I've just been waiting for people to get back to me about certain things. And it's like, I, I, you know, I learned from experience. I, d I don't want to go with something if it's just one person that's telling me this, this, sorry. So I'll bring up the article here. So uh, I'll just move that over a bit so you can get a better view. Right, so Aubrey Plaza reportedly up for the role of Spider-Woman in Olivia Wilde's MCU movie. So it was revealed a couple of uh, months ago now that uh, Olivia Wilde, who directed the brilliant Booksmart, um, is has been signed on for an MCU movie. No one, no one knew what this film was was going to be. Olivia Wilde didn't didn't let slip, even though she did say that she was really excited about it. She didn't actually let slip what the movie was. There were reports, rumors that it's for Spider Woman. Now, I'm saying that Aubrey Plaza is is in is in contention for the role of is being considered sorry for the role of Spider Woman, but I wasn't specifically told whether it's a Spider-Woman film or not, it's just that she's up for the role of Jessica Drew, who is uh, Spider-Woman. And so here's what the uh, first person said who brought this to me, said, uh, Aubrey Plaza is in talks with Spider-Woman. This will be for the Olivia Wilde MCU movie, which is being penned by Katie uh, Silberman, who also wrote uh, Booksmart. Um, then a second person came to me. This was uh, quite a while after. I, I, I got sent this a while ago. And then I was just kind of like, all right, fine. I haven't really, a lot of people send me stuff that I haven't worked with before. And I, if I haven't worked with them before and I don't, I don't tend to work with them again, I, you know, I get sent so much stuff and a lot of it is just not true or I don't really want to, it's about it's this thing about reputation as well. And um, if I, if I can't validate who they are, then I don't go with it. But then it was corroborated by another source who I do, I do actually, um, uh, work with quite a bit and they said plaza is um plaza sorry is marvel and sony's pick for the role there's a list of other names being considered yet plaza and her team are already in discussions with marvel studios and sony pictures um yeah so then the next quote is uh, <laughs> is olivia wilde but the two people coming to me it was actually i think yeah, so that that was relatively recent. That 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 news that that rumor that I was sent was corroborated by a source who who is very has very close ties to Marvel Studios in particular. So I was like, fine, uh, this this sounds legit to me. Uh, I I've worked with this person before in the past. I, I was able to actually confirm that they were who they said they that they are who they say they are, which is not always easy. But um, and so and as far as I'm concerned. I think I, I've said this before on the on the show. I'm a massive, massive fan of Aubrey Plaza's. I think she's great, and I think she hasn't been given enough roles. She, of course, was in Legion, which is, um, you know, is is it canon? Not not really, uh, but it's just a brilliant show, and she is really good in that. But she's someone that hasn't really been given like a, a big role 
she, and I think she re- would really, really fit the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And it seems as though people at Marvel would think that as well, otherwise she wouldn't be in talks for the role. So it seems as though this Olivia Wilde movie is a Spider-Woman movie. And at the moment, they're looking at who they can cast and Aubrey Plaza is number one in their list. So that's what I've been told. And now it's kind of speculation time. What, what can we say about this film? What, what, what is it? Well, I'm pretty sure it's a Spider-Woman film because uh, it, she, I mean, here's what Olivia Wilde said back in September. She said, all I can say is, um, is that this is by far the most exciting thing that's ever happened to me because not only do I feel like I get to tell a story that, God, it's like, listen to me trying to avoid Kevin Feige's pellet gun. So she was about to kind of spill all the beans. And then she went on to say, we are seeing this incredible influx of female directors and storytellers getting to take hold of this genre, this superhero space, and infuse it with their own perspective. So not only do I get to tell the story as a director, but I get to develop the story. And that's what made it so incredible for me. So of course, she's working with uh, Katie Silberman on this, who wrote the, wrote the, the script. Katie Silverman, they're also working together on a film called Don't Worry, Darling, which um, will star Harry Styles, Florence Pugh, and Chris Pine. Of course, Florence Pugh is uh, is in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. She's going to be in, in uh, Black Widow. Um, Aubrey Plaza was actually recently uh, cast in, a, in Guy Ritchie's next movie, which is going to be a thriller. She'll be starring alongside Jason Statham. So there's a lot of stuff that's happening for both of them. And um, I, I just think, I, I personally think... I, I was sent this and I thought that's perfect, but I didn't I didn't really trust this source. And then when the second person corroborated the story, the the I was just like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm going to go for it now. I uh, I think this is valid, and it's you know you got to trust your sources. That's I mean, it could it could end up going to somebody else, but honestly, I think I'm I'm pretty sure this is this is as locked in as it could ever be. But let's wait and see what happens. I am very much excited about this. Of course, this is, I mean, it's not official that um, that the, the movie is going to be a Spider-Woman movie, but I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, it looks like it's going to be a, a joint venture between Marvel Studios and Sony Pictures. But let me know what you guys think about this in the comments below. Do you think it's time for Jessica Drew to be uh, introduced in the, in the MCU? Of course, she could also, this is what I'm talking about, a Spider-Verse film. Having a, a Spider-Woman in it would really actually bolster the chances of that happening a live action spider-verse movie happening because she of course this is jessica drew it's another version of of the you know it's spider woman kind of another spider character in the marvel cinematic universe but let me know what you guys think about that in the comments below right moving on and moving on to patty jenkins so patty jenkins dropped a bit of a bomb actually recently in a in an interview with cinema blends where she said that the DCEU directors do not consider Joss Whedon's Justice League to be canon. Oof, that's harsh. <laughs> but uh, here's, I'll get at what she said. So it's really a really interesting quote, actually. Here you go. She said, um, the Justice League? No, I think that all of us DC directors tossed that out just as much as the fans did. But also I felt that the version contradicted my first movie in many ways. And this current movie, which I was already in production on, so then what are you going to do? I was like, you would have to play ball in both directions in order for that to work. The only thing I've done and I've always tried to do is I knew when Zack was doing, uh, Zack Snyder was doing Justice League, um, where, the, where she sort of ends up. So I was, <laughs> sorry. So I always tried, like I didn't change her, her suits because I never want to. 
I don't want to contradict his films, you know, but yet I have my own films and he's been very supportive of that. And so I think that Justice League was kind of an outlier and he's been very supportive of that. And so I think that Justice League was kind of, uh, yeah, she says, I think that, sorry, Justice League was a bit of an outlier. They were, um, sorry, they were trying to turn one one thing into kind of another, which is kind of a lot. And so it then becomes, I don't recognize half of these characters, so I'm not sure what's going on. Yeah, so she's basically saying, here, this bit, DC directors tossed that out as ju- just as much as the fans did. So that's the big part of that, I think. And she then talks about her version of Wonder Woman, how it didn't quite align with Joss Whedon's version in the, in his Justice League film. She talks a lot about Zack there, and she wanted to honor Zack's version of the character and, and like, kind of pick up where he left off with Wonder Woman so it's I think it's really interesting what's happened here like Joss Whedon came in after Warner Brothers basically (laughs) really sent Zack Snyder packing really that's that's really what they did and he made what was a completely different film completely different like film tonally to the rest of the DC comics movies to what Zack Snyder had been doing before. Patty Jenkins, what she did with her Wonder Woman film was actually keep the same tone. Well, not really the same tone, but she she kept she kept a kind of you could tell that it was all part of the same universe. Whereas like Joss Whedon's Justice League feels like it's on a completely different planet. It might as well have all been set on a completely different planet. Like, uh, as far as I'm concerned, it could be, uh, maybe they might say, oh, this this actually happens on another Earth somewhere. Like, you know, they, they could do that. They, they are they are playing around with the multiverse. So maybe it could be canon in that way. But I just think that the DC directors, and I also think uh, Warner Brothers to a certain extent, just want to remove themselves as far away as possible, as far from that movie as possible. Because it wasn't good and uh, it wasn't received well at all. And... Um, People don't like Joss Whedon anymore, (laughs) rightly so. But let me know what you guys think about all of that in the comments below. Right, uh, moving on and moving on to Joe Magnello. I think that's how you can say his name. Uh, He revealed uh, that Ben Affleck's The Batman movie was going to be really, really dark and also really cool. Um, This, of course, Ben Affleck was... uh, He was working on a Batman movie for what seemed like ages, possibly years even... But it never happened, and he ended up leaving the project, and he ended up leaving the character behind, but he's playing him again, so who knows? We might be getting another Batman movie soon with Ben Affleck in it. But this, um, he did a, sorry, Joe Magnella did an interview with uh, Yahoo Entertainment, and here's what he had to say. He said, it was re- um, it was a really dark story in which Deathstroke was like a shark or a horror movie villain that was dismantling Bruce's life from the inside out. It was this sister, uh, um, systemic thing he killed everyone close to bruce and destroyed his life to try and make him suffer because he felt that bruce bruce was responsible for something that happened to him it was really cool really dark and really hard i was very excited for it that sounds that sounds pretty cool i'm gonna be honest that sounds pretty pretty cool and actually i see a lot of resemblances to what um joe Magnello is saying there and the comic book hush I'm wondering whether they just replaced the Hush character with Deathstroke, which that that would be just such a cool idea. I'm going to be honest, but it was never it was never meant to be uh, because Ben Affleck kind of tossed it tossed it to, to to one side. I think people are kind of saying that he just didn't want to do it, but I'm not sure whether it was that. I think it was more he he can't he just got to the end of his 
like he well, he just wasn't interested in it by the end i think i think especially with everything that happened with Zack snyder and joss whedon and justice league i think that really just made him not want to do another batman movie but things have changed which is why he, he is of course coming back to play the character possibly only in a small cameo role but there are rumors that he might play him again in the future and I think that there's an appetite for Ben Affleck's Batman. I, I've said quite a few times that I think he's actually a very good Batman. I just don't think he's been, you know, there's all the, the business about him killing in the movies, which is true. You know, Batman doesn't, he has one, he has a code. And part of that code is that he does not kill. Whereas in Batman versus Superman, you've got <laughs> ben Affleck's Batman killing people left, right, and center. So, that that you know, there are certain elements of of that. But I think tonally, and I think the way Ben Affleck portrayed him, it was really interesting. And th- there is room for more of that sort of stuff. And this film, you know, pitting Ben Affleck up against Joe, Joe Manganiello's Deathstroke, I think that would have been really cool. And it was something that I was very excited to see. But <sighs> it looks like we're not going to see it. Right, moving on, and moving on to Christopher Nolan. So Christopher Nolan has actually revealed himself to be a bit of a Fast and Furious fan, <laughs> which I, I like. So this was in a, a, an episode of the podcast Happy, Sad, Confused. I think it's called or Happy, Con- yeah, right? it's Happy, Sad, Confused. And during that direct, uh, sorry, during that interview, they were actually discussing kind of guilty pleasures. And uh, this is when <laughs> Christopher Nolan revealed that he actually has a, has a love for the Fast and Furious franchise. He said, I'm a sort of original recipe. I've got a very soft spot for Tokyo Drift Axe, actually. And then with Justin Lin's iterations, as they got crazier and bigger and crazier and bigger, they became something else, but something else kind of fun. So I, I would love to know what Christopher Nolan thought of Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> Uh, I don't know whether that would really be his kind of film, but I, I just like the idea of Christopher Nolan enjoying uh, the Fast and Furious movies. And you know what? Tokyo Drift is actually one of my favorite Fast and Furious films. So I'm happy to hear him say the same. I'm not crazy. Uh, I did really like that film. Uh, people didn't like it as much as I did. But, you know, th- these new Fast and Furious movies, they're ma- they're just bonkers. I like, I like saying that word in this show. They are bonkers. But what do you make of this? Um, there's another Christopher Nolan uh, bit of news coming up. And that uh, I really... <laughs> this, I think, is one of the funniest things he's done in a long, long time. Like, I just I just think... He's he's been quite amusing recently, but basically he was being interviewed. Uh, he Actually, no, he made a statement to The Hollywood Reporter. And this is all to do with Warner Brothers' decision to release their 2021 movies on HBO Max and in cinemas at the same time. And it's been re- revealed now that directors are not happy. So James Gunn's not happy, Denis Villeneuve's not happy, and uh, Christopher Nolan's not happy. And rightly so, because apparently they weren't told. Um, that they Warner Brothers just, just revealed this, just released this information without... without telling the directors which is nuts it's insane but uh so they're not happy and uh christopher nolan just went ahead and said hbo max is the worst streaming service here's here's the uh, the quote so he said some of our industry's biggest filmmakers and most important movie stars went to bed the night before thinking they were working for the greatest movie 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 studio and woke up to find out that they're working for the worst streaming service (laughs) i think that's just funny Christopher Nolan's like he's kind of kicking out the park with these things but uh, I mean he went on to say Warner Bros had had an incredible machine for getting filmmakers work 
out everywhere, both in theatres and in, in the home, and they are dismantling it as we speak. They don't even understand why they're losing. Their decision makes no economic sense, and even though the most casual Wall Street investor can see the difference between disruption and dysfunction. So, hmm, yeah, he's, he's just one of these, I mean, he's a very old school director, and I mean, he still works on, on film, he doesn't really want to switch over to digital and he wants everything to be captured in camera. And I love that about him. I, I love that. I, I love that he's an old school director, but he's also pushing things forward. By the way, hello, Dalal from Bangladesh. Hi. Uh, yeah, but if you if you want to chat on uh, on uh, on YouTube, go ahead, put in some uh, put in some some little comments and things. I'll, I will read them now. I'm starting, I'm starting to get the hang of this uh, of this thing. There's lots of multitasking going on. But yeah, as far as Christopher Nolan's concerned, it's like <laughs> he's an old school director, but as I was saying, he kind of he understands that there's there's progression needed. So I'm pretty sure if there's anyone that knows anything about streaming services, like really, I think Christopher Nolan probably knows a lot about it. But he, of course, is someone that just wants to make movies for the big screen, which is what like James Gunn wants, which is what Denis Villeneuve wants, which is what Patty Jenkins wanted. The difference with, with Patty Jenkins and, and Wonder Woman 1984 coming to streaming is that they actually, Warner Brothers actually spoke with her about this before, and Gal Gadot. So they talked to them about it, and, and they kind of came up with a solution. And they, of course, you know, there was money uh, involved as well, which is also one of the reasons why these directors are annoyed, is because they have to meet certain criteria, and that they get certain bonuses on how much money the film makes. So this is basically cutting these movies' revenue stream basically in half, because people there will people that are already subscribed to HBO Max will be able to watch these movies for free because they're subscribed to HBO Max whereas with Disney Plus it's a bit different because you do have to pay i mean with Mulan you had to um not not with other films so it, it kind of it varies from movie to movie but there is this system where like the big films you have to pay um to to rent them so that means that there still is the possibility to make some money there, but as well, not even make some money to kind of break even. But as far as Warner Brothers' decision is, is that they're just going, right, we're going to put it straight onto HBO Max and uh, we're going to put it in cinemas and hope that people go and watch it in cinemas. Whereas in the US, if you've got the option, I mean, I personally would go to the cinema, but think about more, you know, the, 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 like the vast majority of people, they will just go you know what i don't want to go to the cinema it's much easier just to stay at home you don't have to get in the us you know it's a big country as well so you probably have to drive quite quite a long way to go to a cinema whereas if you're in europe it's a bit easier but um there's all these things you got to think about and uh and christopher nolan is not happy and does not want to be working for the worst streaming service which isn't even it's not available here there are lots of reasons why it's not available here it's all contractual Mainly, I think, with Sky in the UK. I think Sky is a big problem. It was a big problem for Disney Plus as well. But let me know what you guys think about that. All of that in the comments below. Right, it's Johnny Depp time. <laughs> this is like a regular segment on the show. So Johnny Depp tried to get Amber Heard fired from Aquaman. So what does this mean? Um, it means that Johnny Depp uh, was not happy about, about, um, <laughs> about Amber Heard being cast as Mira, getting a, a big role in, a, in an upcoming Warner Brothers film. And apparently he sent a text to uh, the CEO of Warner Brothers at the time, I believe it was. Let me just check that. I'll go on to the article. It was, I write so many articles in a day. Uh, this, again, is, is from a Hollywood Reporter article that 
I will say that the article is is called "He's Radioactive Inside Johnny Depp's Self-Made Implosion," and it's it's very much sold as like a news piece. It's not; it's an opinion piece. So really, do um, make that distinction in your minds when you read it. I mean, it becomes pre- it's pretty obvious from the from the word go. Also, the person that wrote the story has written a lot of puff pieces for Amber Heard in the past. So, uh, you know, and, and honestly, as, as a journalist, you, you, you cannot do that, really. And I'm actually surprised that the Hollywood Reporter went ahead. But then again, they're, they're going to get clicks for this, you know, and it's very much like what The Sun did. But um, here, I'll just show you, like, <laughs> show you that the lovely picture they, they did of uh, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard there, Johnny Depp looking... It's such a weird picture they went with. But, that, you know, and he's radioactive inside Johnny Depp's self-made implosion. It's from Tatiana Siegel, who, you know, if you go on her Twitter, it becomes pretty clear that she does not like Johnny Depp. So, you know, and that this is that's about that article. But the the news that comes that I found in the article is that the, so there's two bits of news. The first bit is uh, is this. So that uh, Johnny Depp reportedly tried to get Amber Heard fired from Aquaman 2. And uh, if you go down a bit further here, I will find the text. He, this is the text that he wrote to Christy Dembrowski. Uh, I want her replaced on the uh, on the Warner Brothers film. So he said, basically, he sent us sent sent this person a text saying he wanted he wanted her to be replaced. I'm going to be honest. Uh, this was actually also um, read out in in the trial, apparently at the uh, in the UK in uh, Johnny Depp's libel trial against the Sun. <clears throat> I'm going to be honest; I do not like Johnny Depp's texts. Uh, there are the texts that he sent to Paul Bettany, which are horrible. Um, the stuff he was sending to people was not good, and and you know his phone records are pretty bad. His texts are pretty bad, and I will admit that. They they don't spell a very good picture for him. They 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 sound of someone that's kind of He's, he sounds like he's losing it, you know, in, in these texts. And he probably was. I mean, they probably both were. But again, it's... This, this, is, this is news because he did try and get her fired. But he tried to get her fired by texting someone. Uh, texted the... Uh, just <laughs> sent it to a producer who had connections at Warner Brothers. So, you know, it's not he's not sending it to a CEO or someone. But it's there it happened he tried it now there are allegations that uh he is or he and his team are behind some of the uh, petitions that have turned up online trying to get amber heard fired from aquaman that is very that that probably might be the case but there's no way for me to 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 research that as far as i'm concerned the one that's doing really well the person behind that is 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 a legitimate person and the amount of people that have signed the petition is over 1.5 million people I think that's pretty hard to do with bots. It could be a combination of both. I will be honest. It could be a combination of both. But, you know, there's no way for me to know. The I, I, All I can see is that there are lots, a lot of people that are very positive about Johnny Depp and support him. And uh, they're very they're very vocal online. You know, and I, I see it every day on small screen. But there might be a combination of real people and bots. That could very much be the case. But... As far as Johnny Depp trying to fire him, fire Amber Heard from Aquaman, he he sent a text saying he wanted her removed from the movie. So yes, he he did want her fired, but he didn't get her fired, and it looks like she's now going to be in Aquaman too. She's already said she's going to be in it, so you know he he didn't succeed on that front. But 
here, there's another bit of news that came from this uh, this article, is that Johnny Depp reportedly made $16 million for not starring in Fantastic Beasts 3. So he was, of course, asked to leave Fantastic Beasts. Um, he was asked... Uh, Asked to, to step down from the role of Grindelwald. He was then replaced by Mads Mikkelsen. It was reported at the time that he made 10 million from that, that he was given 10 million because he had a pay to play contract, I believe it's called, where basically you, you get paid even though, even if you don't, a pay or play contract, which means the performer must be paid regardless of whether or not they actually appear in the film. So he's, he's I mean, he did well on that front. But again, it's it's not actually that much if you consider the amount of money he made on other films like Alice in Wonderland, where he actually made a total of 55 million um, with profit, profit um, participation as well in that film he made. In his career, he was he often was asked, uh, he often asked for 20 million up front um, for a major studio production. He made, of course, a lot from the uh, parts of the Caribbean movie. So 16 million for a Warner Brothers film, for like a film that, that is going to be one of their tentpole movies that he was going to play the lead in, really. It was gonna, he was basically gonna be the lead. It's, I mean, it's a lot for me, but it's not that much for him. Uh, so there is that aspect of that story as well. But let me know what you guys think about all of this in the comments below. <clears throat> Right, moving on, and moving on to TV stuff. So it's now being rumoured that Charlie Cox is in talks to to star in Disney Plus's She-Hulk show. So She-Hulk is coming; it's coming to Disney Plus. Uh, you know that they, they've they've cast people for it, and I'm actually at the moment I'm blanking on the names, but I will have to get back to you on that. But it was revealed yesterday. I spoke about this before for, by M Murphy's Multiverse that Charlie Cox will be Peter Parker's lawyer in Spider-Man Three, reportedly. And then Grace Ranolf got on the on the, on the bandwagon, she jumped on the Charlie Cox train, and she actually went ahead and said she confirmed it in a tweet, said yes, he is back as Daredevil in Spider-Man 3, and she can add to the story. And she added that Peter Parker will be, uh, sorry, that he will be Peter Parker's lawyer. Feige considered She-Hulk to rep Parker, but felt that the Daredevil connection in the comics is stronger. And then she went on and made a video, and then she said, I will also add to my video, that Charlie Cox is in talks to appear in the She-Hulk show as they're both New York City lawyers. More of Charlie Cox. It's a good thing, you know? Again, this isn't 100% confirmed. Uh, Grace Runoff does put a lot of stuff out there and a lot of stuff does end up being right, but a lot of stuff ends up being wrong as well. And then when it's wrong, she claims that, um, well, that it just didn't come to fruition, <laughs> which is, you know, very possible. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I like the fact that they're looking at, they're looking to do more stuff with Charlie Cox as Daredevil. I'm happy that they're supposed, I mean, reportedly casting him in the role again. I'm happy that they're bringing him back. Hopefully this will um, kind of stop the Marvel Dead, the Marvel Daredevil kind of fans demanding for Netflix, for, sorry, uh, for Marvel Studios to revive the show. I'm pretty sure they'll just want to bring him in a couple of, uh, mcu movies and maybe give him his own movie further down the line but but i will talk about that at a later date let's just say that right uh final bits of news uh sorry final bit of news today uh hawkeye so there i, I want i wanted to end on this because this is a show that i am very much looking forward to and there were some set photos revealed and uh, they actually reveal the first look at Haley steinfeld in kate bishop's costume and she just looks great so Kate, if you know Kate Bishop from, from the comics, you'll know that her costume in the comics is a bit, it's, it's purple. It is quite revealing, I, I will say that. 
I'll bring up the um, some of the images on on Twitter. So here we go. So here here's a picture of her in full costume with you can see the purple, the you know the bow and arrow. I really really think Haley Steinfeld is just perfect for this role. Uh, there's her with Jeremy Renner. Um, I will go over the second one and then the third one here. Yeah, so she looks like she's having a great time on set, and it's kind of it's not quite comic book accurate, but what it is is um, it's a lot more what's the word it's a lot more practical because <clears throat> the if you if you know her from the comics you'll know that you know that the, the costume she wears in the comics is quite revealing it's very much a comic book costume but what these marvel studios films have done has kind of made them more practical and made them look better in live action and i just cannot cannot wait for this uh, hawkeye series i'm very very happy that they managed to get Haley steinfeld to sign on because it was kind of touch and go there for a while um reportedly it was because of her contract with apple tv uh, in a, for a, apple tv plus sorry for a show called dickinson which uh, is on Apple TV Plus now if you want to watch it. But um, she had in that contract, she had a non-compete clause, which meant that she couldn't star in a show for a competitor. And of course, Disney Plus is a competitor. But it looks like uh, Disney like Disney and, uh, and Apple managed to sort things out and they've managed to get the, the person they wanted for the role, which was Hayley Steinfeld. They really desperately wanted her to play Kate Bishop. And there's a reason for that. And it's because... Uh, it's because she's perfect and with that i will say good night thank you very very much for watching guys and uh, listening if you're listening to this as a podcast you can find this as a podcast everywhere uh, you get your podcasts uh, it's called small screen stories if you're listening on uh, on apple Podcasts, please give us five stars that'd be wonderful if, if you could do that uh, if you're watching on uh, on youtube at the moment please like and subscribe that would be really cool if you could do that as well uh, if you're watching over on facebook please like the page like the video do all that stuff that'd be really great if you could do that you can go and head on over to the site and uh, and read all of these articles i've just talked about if you if you if you'd like uh, give me some hits that'd be really cool uh, you can find that at www.small-screen.co.uk you can follow us everywhere on uh, on social media at small screen co we've just changed our handle uh, that's on uh, everywhere so that's uh, facebook twitter and instagram you can also follow me at ej lauder on twitter and thank you very very much for watching guys and i'll see you back here tomorrow thanks and goodbye